Welcome to this episode of the Security Clearance Careers Podcast, ClearCast, your source for security clearance, intelligence community, espionage, national security, and defense contracting updates in our exclusive interviews with intelligence community and government leaders. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of ClearCast. For this episode, the Military Officer Association of America's Senior Director of Career Transition and Member Services, Colonel Brian D. Anderson, joins the podcast to talk about the power of networking as you are navigating the military transition. Hello, I'm Brian Anderson, MOA's Senior Director for Career Transition Services, and welcome. We are absolutely be delighted here to help our transitioning service members, our military spouses, veterans that are seeking career pivots or career advancement and our surviving spouses to help them attain their professional and career goals. And I'm certainly delighted to have Katie Keller from Clearance Jobs here with us today. And we appreciate them being a great supporter of the military and veteran community. So Katie, without any further ado, You are a great talent acquisition professional. You have a wealth of experience that you can share. So instead of me talking, I want to turn it over to you for some opening comments. Absolutely. Well, hey, everyone. I am Katie Keller. I'm the content marketing manager at clearancejobs.com. I've been here almost four years, which I'm a notorious millennial job hopper. That's the longest job that I've held within the national security space. But I come from recruiting and talent acquisition for industry. So I supported small to mid-sized defense contractors that worked with a number of federal agencies within the Department of Defense and Intelligence community. So one thing that is near and dear to my heart is helping our transitioning service members, our veterans, and military spouses for that matter, because you know, coming from the military, a lot of folks have a security clearance. And military spouses, a lot of the times, will get cleared so they can work on base wherever they're mobilized to. And so this is something that is so near and dear to my heart, getting folks jobs, getting them the resources that they need so they can navigate the job search and ultimately land their dream career is something I'm very passionate about. So, Well, thank you, Katie. It's great to have you here. Now, you're meeting with candidates all the time from across the military and veteran community. We are a strong believer in networking is the key to their success, as opposed to just going out there and coldly putting a resume into the system. So with that said, what are some tips that you have to help them with their networking efforts? Yeah, for sure. I'd love to start with an anecdote actually from the last Military Officers Association event that Clearance Jobs was a part of. And I think it really paints a picture for how a candidate did so well in networking and was able to obtain a job that they're in today. We are here to answer any questions that you may have about networking, any questions you may have about navigating our site, and you know, ultimately be that conduit for you to connect with other employers. And so this candidate came to the clearance jobs booth, they had a little bit of context on that clearance jobs wasn't necessarily hiring. So they did the research beforehand. They knew who we were. He interacted with me asking questions about navigating the site, but also was very clear and concise. And I am looking for this type of position in this location. I'm interested in this specific company, American Systems is who I'll shout out. 
And I would love to be connected with a recruiter if you have one in your network. And so it was a very positive interaction for me. And I, it was clear, it was direct, it was concise. And I was happy to make that connection with this candidate and American Systems. And so from there, I mean, that was an easy connection for me to make, but they nailed the interview process. They were qualified for the position that they applied for. They were transparent on what salary that they needed for their family and, you know, for that location and that job. And ultimately, they're working for American Systems today. And that process happened in a matter of, I don't know, when was the last event I was a part of? It was 60 days, if that. And so that... I think it just paints the picture for what that candidate did really well. And so I'll, I'll note a couple of tips here. First one, be direct. You should not be reaching out to recruiters. Hey, take a look at my resume. Tell me what job you have that I'd be a good fit for. It is on you to do that research up front and make the recruiter's job as easy as possible. And so I noted in that anecdote doing research, reading up on the company, knowing the position requirements and knowing what kind of contracts that if you're applying for industry as opposed to federal work, knowing what they what they do, who they work for, what their customers are, and knowing the recruiter's name if you're reaching out on a platform like Clearance Jobs or some other professional networking site. I constantly would get called Kelly because Katie Keller, everybody's just mushing it together. So doing that research, you know, paying attention to detail, detailing your expectations. So if a recruiter is working on 50 positions to include proposal efforts and fully funded work, you're going to want to detail your expectations on what communication timelines look like. So I think following up with a recruiter is perfectly fine, even twice if you want to get pushed up to their inbox and if you truly meet the requirements for the position. So I would also say be polite um, and, uh, you know, be polite in your interactions when it comes to networking at these types of events you know, taking a look at the time that is allotted and understand that there may be people in line at these virtual networking events. So listing your contact information and saying, hey, you know, I know you're busy. You have a lot of people that you're trying to talk to, but here's my contact information. I would love to set up a follow-up conversation. Also being polite if you're discussing salary, don't laugh at the recruiter. Don't you know, I mean, everybody's working within what requirements they can right now. And so I'm sure they're not trying to insult your your background or your expertise or your schooling, but just don't laugh, just be polite. And so the last, I know I've mentioned it, but follow up. If you really meet the requirements, a recruiter will not be bothered by a qualified candidate reaching out and again, getting pushed up to the top of their inbox, which is probably flooded with emails and messages. So those are a few of my tips with networking, really making a meaningful connection. It's, you just have to be a people person. You have to understand that, hey, the recruiter or the hiring manager or the program manager, they need something and what can I give to them to make their jobs easier? Thanks, Katie. Those are some fantastic best practices and tips when it comes to networking. And it's so nice to hear a huge success story to where someone successfully landed out there. One of the other things that we see here at Military Officers Association of America is that sometimes those transitioning service members and even veterans and particularly military spouses are very humble. They have a hard time articulating their real value. 
sometimes they focus a little bit more on what they did versus how they did it. So do you have some tips on how maybe they can better articulate their value as well, too, when they're having those conversations with you? Yeah, you know, in my conversations with a, a ton of veterans and, uh, again, military spouses, those who have transitioned themselves into a different part of their life, it's really hard to nail down those transferable skills because sometimes your military occupational specialty is not going to convert to your civilian life and what goals you make for yourself. And so I think in, in, you know, the, in terms of networking, it's really important to have many different mentors to have many of those conversations with about how do they, how should you articulate what you want from a job, what you want from an employer and how your background may creatively help, you know, the employer that you're networking with. And so I know when folks are going through transition assistance programs, it's very easy to find a mentor who is transitioning as well or who hasn't transitioned. And so you need to find people in all walks of life and grab like five or six mentors. Peer uh, mentoring, I think, is really important because as someone is navigating the transition themselves, they may have a perspective on what you're currently going through that can kind of pivot your transition so you don't transition and it's really awful and it's really terrible. And you're like, oh, if I would have just talked to somebody going through the same thing, maybe I, I could have pivoted sooner. So how peer mentoring, I think, is really important. Some people might disagree. but And then find folks who have transitioned who transition poorly so you know what not to do who have transitioned successfully so you know what to do and again having those meaningful conversations with more people and quality people uh, will help you to articulate you know where you've been where you currently are and where you want to be in your work life thank you katie uh, those are some great great insights again on articulating value and i encourage all of our candidates that are joining us today you just don't know where that next lead is going to come from and oftentimes talent acquisition professionals like katie again are working with other talent acquisition professionals and they may not be the right fit or they may not have the right opportunity for you but they may know somebody else that does so that's where networking really kind of ties in being able to articulate that value so they know what type of referrals and recommendations to help you because we're all work together on this. We all want to see everyone successfully land and find that right fit that may be out there. So Katie, I want to give you the opportunity to share any other insights or observations that you would like to with our with our candidates today. Yeah, I think one question that I get a ton is how early should I be reaching out to recruiters, formally applying to positions and getting my resume together? And so you're going to hear different quantities or metrics from recruiters, but I, I say start early. I think it is perfectly acceptable to formally apply six months out from your transition date. Just be transparent about timelines. I think the sooner you network, the sooner you, you can be placed on recruiters pipeline list. So recruiters, it, when I was focusing specific on intelligence work, I was constantly pipelining, whether that be for newly awarded contracts, potential turnover, uh, surges on contracts that were expanded. And so pipelining 
is something that every recruiter is going to do. And so getting your resume together, getting uploaded into their applicant tracking system. So every time they're looking for a new intelligence candidate to bring on board and hire, your name is going to pop up. And whether you're ready or you're a few more months out from your transition date, at least you are a part of the conversation. So everybody says, oh, you know, I have a couple years. That's why I'm not on clearance jobs. What the heck are you doing? Upload your profile right now so you start to get placed on folks' pipeline list. And then a couple other things that I wanted to note in terms of navigating the clearance job site. I, you know, I attend some of these events and I hear, uh, you know, I'm just not getting any traction. I, my application, you know, must be getting lost. I don't hear from recruiters. And so you can upload your resume and profile to clearance jobs and certainly let it hang there. And you might have recruiters reach out immediately if you have an in-demand skill set or a high security clearance. But across the board, likely not. You need to put in the work for this job search. So if you're a motivated candidate and you're looking for a new role within the next couple of months, uh, a couple of tips on navigating our site, you're going to want to join groups so you can get more messages from recruiters. And so groups are a part of clearance jobs. They We have 90 plus categorized by security clearance, polygraph level, experience, skill. They're also geographically categorized. We have the different military branches. So you can tailor what kind of messages you are going to be receiving from recruiters. And so essentially, Groups on our site are like a listserv. So you join the DC Intelligence Analyst Group. Recruiters are going to be reaching out with their hot jobs to that group first. And so you can get more of visibility on what the job landscape is looking like in a particular location, in a particular skill set. Uh, another tip, you got to respond to messages and broadcast messages that you receive from recruiters, even if you are not interested in the role that they reached out to you about. This gives you the opportunity to be added to their applicant tracking system and candidate pipelines for when they have a position that you might be a better fit for. And so third tip, you're going to want to formally apply to roles that are listed on our site. But we like to make the job seeking process super duper easy for candidates. So our express interest button is literally just a one click apply, sending your contact information and your profile to a recruiter like, hey, I'm interested, but I don't want to take the time to formally apply to your job. So like I said, we like to make the job seeking process really easy for candidates. And so fourth tip, after applying to jobs, you should be connecting with a recruiter that is attached to that role. So you can throw out a bunch of applications, but making that meaningful connection with a recruiter, it takes follow-up. So connect with that recruiter. You should also be following the company that you just applied to. You should comment on their status updates. You should show your interest in engagement. And in, in addition to all of this, keywords just have to be highlighted on your profile. So it should include the correct level and issuing agency of your security clearance you just got to remember that when it comes to the job search, depending on how motivated you are, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And so those are my tips. And I will stop talking now, Brian. <laughs> well, thank you, Katie. Those are very powerful and very insightful. And so we want to thank you. We want to thank Clearance Jobs for supporting MOA. We want to thank Clearance Jobs in particular for all the great work that you're doing across the uniform services and veteran community. So thank you very much, Katie.
And with that, I'll give you the, the last closing salvo. Any other uh, tips you want to give to the candidates? Yeah, definitely. So I wanted to call out a couple of links that might be helpful for veterans, transitioning military, military spouses even. Uh, Clearance Jobs wants to provide a lot of content surrounding the security clearance process, but also knowing that our ecosystem is a ton of the military community, um, free resources for y'all. So I'll highlight news.clearancejobs.com. You can find helpful articles, um, career advice on the military transition, financial tips, really anything surrounding the military transition, you can find um, on our news site. I also want to call out the Clearance Jobs blog. That's clearancejobsblog.com. That is an ecosystem of background investigators, some adjudicators maybe, um, but security clearance applicants. So you can ask your anonymous questions on the security clearance process, filling out the SF-86. If you're about to transition, if you're wondering about PR timelines, uh, continuous vetting and evaluation, you can ask all of your questions on our blog. And then lastly, I will call out our security clearance compensation report which should be coming out in the new year. This is a report where we survey over 50,000 security clearance holders. We have salary data. So when you are negotiating those salaries, you have market research under your belt. So I'll leave it at that. Thank you, Katie. And again, we are. I appreciate you sharing all those resources and Military Officers Association America too. We have a series of programs, activities, and other events that can help you as well. Uh, next week, we have a webinar on with our coaching partner, BetterUp, on December 4th. I encourage you to come out to that. On December 5th, we have a webinar on understanding your VA benefits, which is always very difficult to navigate that maze. And then on December 6th, to help all you shoppers that are out there, uh, we have a webinar on how to avoid frauds and scams with a particular slant again uh, towards our military members. Uh, and also our veterans. And then on December 7th, we have Pat Williams, one of our career transition consultants, will be doing a webinar on how to land your dream job. So we have plenty more before we head into the holiday season. So please check us out at MOA events. Come on out and join us. And again, all of our events are free and open to the broader military and veteran community, officer enlisted, guard reserve, military spouse, surviving spouse, the list goes on and on. We are not going to turn anybody away. So Katie, thank you again. Thank you.